0: G'day there New Zealand, how are we doing? This is Rex today, I'm Dominic George, we're here until 12.30, thanks to the team at NetSpeed. Coming up in just a moment, Mike Casey is owner of the world's first Zero Fossil Fuel Orchard. It's located in central Otago. He's going to be at the New Zealand Ag Show in Christchurch today. We'll get a sneak preview of what he's going to be telling people. And then we're going to be talking with Grant Dodson, Chair of Game Animal Council. A lot of stuff happening in the hunting world at the moment, not the least of which is changes to firearms licences, which are seeing Hunters breathe a bit of a sigh of relief. That's all to come between now and 12.30. But first up on the show today, here's a really good story for you. Mike Casey is the owner of the world's first zero fossil fuel orchard located in central Otago, and he's uh, set to share his pioneering journey to fully electrify his six-hectare orchard at the New Zealand Agricultural Show in Christchurch today. He joins us now. Mike, great to have you on the show. How's things? I'm
1: doing really well, thanks, Don. Thanks for having me on.
0: Today's the big day. You're going to showcase it, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to share all the numbers, um, all the data, and the main thing really is to to show people what we've done and just allow them to choose how they want to, you know, apply it to their orchards and their farms.
0: For background, for people who don't really know what we're talking about here, it's a heck of a story. Forest Lodge Orchard, the entire commercial operation, from New Zealand's first electric frost-fighting fans to irrigation tools and vehicles, you name it, it's all powered by electricity, which is extraordinary.
1: That's it, yeah, about three years ago... Um, I, I, I founded an orchard. I had no background in horticulture or agriculture at all. I come from a technology background, but my wife and I moved to Central Otago and decided that's what we wanted to do and give it a crack. And yeah, what I um, I don't have a knowledge around horticulture. I've you know managed to stand on the shoulder of giants and a lot of people have come to help me out to to make sure that we can grow you know uh, the best cherries in the world. And at the same time, I'm bringing the technology side to it and hopefully uh, not only not only helping to Sort of decarbonise uh, New Zealand agriculture and horticulture, but also, you know, hopefully make it more efficient with the use of technology. So, how do you
0: do it? Is it solar? What's the What's the deal?
1: It's, it's everything. So uh, the main thing is eliminating fossil fuels, um, and then running off electricity. So we um, take power from the grid when we need to, um, and we also generate a lot of that power ourselves. And the main thing being, I've written a computer program that allows us to buy power from the grid for cheap, usually under a cent a kilowatt hour. Uh, usually at night time um, and also I've done a lot of work to optimize our line charges to make sure that uh, you know we're not we're not paying a huge amount uh, to the utility company either so all I've worked at you know done, done all of the stuff electrified everything and got the payback period down to about seven years so it's something that uh, I wanted to do to the world.
0: Wow, that's pretty impressive stuff. No wonder they've asked you to showcase uh, the, the, the numbers and the facts and the figures um, so people actually believe it because, um, you know, a lot of people would probably look at that and be a touch sceptical, Mike, as you can probably imagine.
1: Oh, absolutely, and the whole thing is is that, you know, I don't want to be some uh, bureaucrat in Wellington sitting there telling people what to do. I simply want to show people what I've done and, you know, excuse the pun, allow them to cherry-pick what I've done and uh, <laughs> and use it for, use it for themselves.
0: Outstanding, yeah. Wow, geez, music to the ears. Uh, don't want to be a bureaucrat sitting in Wellington. Uh, I think pretty much most people listening to this would go, yep, they'll be nodding their heads. So um, can I just... Oh, so actually, before we talk about this um, move to central Otago and the Cherry Orchard, uh, you're trialling yep. a converted electric tractor at the moment as well. How's that going?
1: Oh, that has been unbelievable, actually. So um, we partnered with a company up in Christchurch, actually, called Loxley Innovation, and... Uh, The chap Duncan um, and his co-founder Tony, they converted their first electric tractor um, as part of the same journey that we're on to look at decarbonizing, you know, farming as as best they can. And, uh, you know, we've had a few hiccups and trials along the way. as being the first, but we're actually now at the stage where we've had a flawless tractor running for a couple of months now. Wow. Um, And that does all our spraying, um, all our basically all our opera, um, orchard operations, and we can do it almost as efficiently, I think, as, as what we can do with a, a diesel tractor at a, for the price.
0: So this then, you feel, will be, uh, this is, these are like the first tentative steps towards, um, you know, I guess a lot of New Zealand farming operations are becoming uh, fully electric. That's
1: it. So, you know, a lot of cases, there's nothing on the shelves at the moment that allows farmers to do this directly and so our job is to be the pioneers in that space and and do it so you know the other thing i'm doing over summer is um you know i've decided i need an electric mute there's not really any on the market in the yet uh yet so i'm going to uh grab an old 1980s barry crump style hilux and convert it
0: outstanding really good stuff is that um right so how far down the process are you on that is it sort of design phase or where are you at with yeah. that
1: pretty Much know what to do now. There's actually been a couple of people that have already done it here in New Zealand, right? Um, and so, all the fabrication and stuff is available, uh, all the plans are available already. I'm actually on the market just to find a 1980s hut because it doesn't have much, too much rust on it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get the job done.
0: <laughs> are you on the, still on the hunt for one?
1: Yeah, I thought I had one. Um, unfortunately, it got sold out from underneath me. So, oh, uh, no, still gonna, still gonna find one, but you know, there, there's plenty around. I'm um, just being a bit fussy because I really want that classic Hilux, you know. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing I'm waiting for.
0: What made you go from your background to then deciding to almost do a complete flip and go right? I'm going to grow cherries in Central Otago. My
1: wife and I always wanted to move to Wanaka, so I um, we were in Sydney for twelve years, uh, originally from Wellington, um, but we were in Sydney and we sort of went skiing every year in Central Otago and decided that's where we wanted to create our home one day. Yeah. Um, I sold my business in Sydney, which was which was nice, which gave us the capital to move back to this to this region. And then we just found that there was a you know a nine hectare section with a really nice house on it for the same price as a four bedroom house in Wanaka, thirty minutes drive from Wanaka down, you know just north of Cromwell. And so we decided that we would buy that instead. And we had all this land, and we needed to figure out you know what we wanted to do with it. And long story short, we ended up deciding to plant nine thousand three hundred cherry trees, or twenty five kilometres of cherry trees, and get into it. And, um, you know, the big thing for me was that during the calculations, I I, I sort of always knew that I wanted to do something in the climate space next, Um, and one of the big problems was that, uh, you know, to run a productive sharing orchard of that size, we'd be emitting anywhere between 60 and 80 tonnes of carbon a year, and 95% of that was from diesel use. Mm. So I just thought, you know what, I kind of know what I'm doing here, or at least I think I do, so why not give it a crack, and uh, instead of, you know, because we're starting with a blank canvas, there was nothing really to replace, so... Let's just start by, um, you know, looking, sourcing electric technology from all around the world to do the same thing and put that together and send way more capital than, you know, I would have needed to in order to make that happen. But then make the numbers work so that it actually pays
0: for itself. Now, that's the thing, because that's one of the uh, parts of your presentation, and really, when the rubber hits the road, it's all about the numbers, isn't it? Like, people might like the idea, but when it comes down to it, if it's not profitable, if it's not viable, then they're going to go, well, good good on you, Mike. Uh, Good luck with your your orchard, but you can stick to your electricity, and we'll just, you know, we'll stick with the diesel. So, I guess... 100%, and
1: the the main catalyst really comes down to the... Electric technology is slowly getting cheaper, but diesel seems to be getting more and more expensive. And what I've just Tell noticed in my yeah. calculations is the price of diesel is the biggest factor here. Uh-huh. Um, so it really comes down to people need to eventually probably make the jump. Um, and I'm just here to show them the numbers of what I've done it sort of from 2019 through to 2022. And, you know, they might take another couple of years to do it. But, you know, just giving them the, the, um, the foresight really to be able to do
0: it. Now, what's this about this NZO certification, which is independently audited? What, what, what's all that about?
1: So the next thing is, like so I, I'll give you an example. I'm a I'm, a, I'm quite the beer fan, right? And a lot of these beers at the moment are now coming out saying that they're carbon zero. Yeah, right. And the, the thing that we've got is, I don't actually know what that means. I don't know. Does that mean they've eliminated their emissions? Does that mean they're planting New Zealand native forests? Does that mean they're planting pine trees on? you know, productive agricultural land, does that mean they're buying Turkish wind farm credits at $8 a ton, at, you know, uh, marginal at best? And I just don't, you know, you'd have to actually really go and look at the detail for that. And so what we wanted to do is create a certification for food producers in New Zealand, um, which is like the top rung. It's the it's the, the the gold standard of, of climate action, which is really easy to understand um, and really easy to audit, and that is the elimination of fossil fuels. And if we can do that, we can... Demonstrate to the consumer um, that we've gone through real systematic behavioural change in the way that we, you know, the way that we grow our food. We put two tons of cherries into Faro Fresh stores up in Auckland last year, um, and we managed to get a fifteen percent premium uh, in the market compared to other cherries on the shelves at the same time. Wow. And okay. So we think there is actually a premium available. The problem is, is that the premium hasn't really been realised yet because not a lot of people really understand, you know, or, or they find it very hard to fathom or measure. Exactly what has been you know, done by a particular or product and in the, in, in the name of the climate. And so, we just wanted to create something that's super easy to understand. And we've actually got both. You know, our, our orchard's got not only the Zero Certification now, but it's also got the Carbon Zero Certification. So we've got, you know, we're basically ticked both both boxes. And uh, now I'm looking for other farmers to join me on this journey, really. And we've provided the certification for sure quality to make it much easier to, you know, it's not just some farmer in central Otago anymore claiming he's done it. It's actually ratified by the New Zealand government.
0: All right so the other thing that comes to mind of course is insurance um, and when you've got all this electric stuff going on I mean what happens in a you know in this sort of thing is it, how do you how do you broach that or breach that with the insurance providers
1: that, that, that's probably the biggest blocker that we had was you know farmers coming to us and saying oh this is already going good but what happens if there's a power cut yeah so in our case in particular frostbiting running off electric frostbiting fans if there's a power cut and those fans stop working we lose our crop. And so, you know, a lot of orchardists are very concerned about that, and rightly so. And I thought, you know, the only way to really solve this problem is is to buy, you know, lithium batteries, and that's like a million dollars worth of batteries, which is just way too expensive. Yeah. Um, or you know, a forty to fifty thousand dollar diesel gen set that sits there and hopefully never gets used. Um, you know, which seems like an, a you know huge waste of capital. But not only that, um, you know, wouldn't allow us to be zero fossil fuel either. And so I started uh, talking to my insurance broker um, here in, in Christchurch GSI. And um, they, through probably over about 12 months period, we actually managed to develop a insurance policy with Vero, which is all around the loss of income as a direct result of the power cut. Um, and so that's another blocker where they've been able to re- remove, which allows farmers to much more easily electrify with one less severe risk associated with doing so. So it's something that we're talking about the A&P show today. Mm. something that we're hoping to roll out nationally.
0: Mike Casey, owner of the world's first zero fossil fuel orchard uh, in Central Otago. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and explaining to us how you've got to where you've got to, and uh, where you're going to in the future. It's fascinating. No and and any
1: listener that finds himself in Central Otago, gates always open. Just hit me up, come in, and I'll show you, um, you know, personally exactly what we've done. So um, you, you can learn and, and figure out what's right for you.